those are the sounds of a young woman screaming for her life. The Taliban's coming. They're going to kill me. I'm going to be hung. Um, that out of Afghanistan. Joining us now on the Todd Herman Show, combat veteran, former radio host, now living in the present time of podcasts only. Brian Suits joins us. Brian, welcome back to the program. Uh, thanks, Todd. It's, uh, it's, been a, it's been an ugly week, hasn't it? It has, and I know that you're going to talk about more more about this on Dark Secret Place, which is your podcast, which has done so well. Um, I just said you've got some exclusive news that people are going to feel really good about hearing. Well, I'm in contact with a couple veterans of Second Battalion, First Marines, two one Marines. They were the the element that lost eleven. Um, and uh, in, if you include the the corpsman, uh, twelve of the thirteen dead uh, last week, and the, the the outrageous part is that one of the survivors is talking to a friend of mine via text, and I'll make this available on on Twitter at, at Dark Secret Place. I have permission, um, and he indicated that he had he lost a friend. He has another friend in the hospital back in Germany, uh, and and this is just four days ago, so it was really raw. And and he said. They had such firm intelligence that a suicide bomb was coming that day. They had a description of the man, a description of the device, uh, and then they had a countdown on on their battalion and company radio net, and it got down to to uh, at at uh, sixteen thirty hours uh, at four thirty Kabul time. They uh, the alert was on. It did uh, arrive. The guy, the Taliban, let him through. There's zero doubt about that, and and he detonated at like 7:30 or 5:30 or 5:45, killing 13 Americans. It was that specific, um, and and uh, and and when you know, I, I heard some some uh, there were some State Department people saying, well, no, the Taliban are mortal enemies of ISIS K. Well, they both had one thing in common: ISIS just wanted to kill Americans and ruin the evacuation. The Taliban wanted to cease. The hemorrhage of doctors and engineers and people that could run the dam and drive a bus and all that, and that's what was happening. And they had told us, uh, "Hey, don't let in the don't don't, don't let the people with uh, advanced degrees leave. We need them because now suddenly we embrace expertise." Um, they had a vested interest in that bomb getting through, and they did what they had to do. They let it through. So, uh, so that's outrageous. And unfortunately, it's not going to go anywhere. That information's not going to go anywhere. But um, we're now in the middle of another lie, and the president's going to continue it today at whatever time he decides to want wander <laughs> behind the podium or whatever. And uh, and it's that they know <clears throat> the number of Americans, American citizens. You know, this is this is not like Vietnam where we leave behind people who just want to come to America. No, this the number of American citizens is is easily over a thousand that were left behind. And, and they had been because it all happened so hastily, because our government didn't see it coming the way oh I don't know a podcaster radio talk show host did, and they didn't have, you know Afghanistan isn't Germany you don't jump on the autobahn that's what we spent the last twenty years you know battling there 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 were Americans literally walking the last twenty five miles into Kabul and and then when they got there over the past two days the Taliban would not let American citizens in because the, the American embassy said, oh, airport's closed, it's too dangerous, can't come in. So this is a lie that, oh, well, because now they're spinning it as, well, if they didn't come to the airport, it means they chose to be there. And really? 
Uh, I'm sure they would write an op-ed to the New York Times if they had access, but they're a little busy trying to stay alive. No, we we knowingly left behind American citizens. It's it's uh, a breathtaking act of arrogance and negligence and in in my judgment um just it's it's so very very clear that the people who run joe biden don't particularly care well a about this country b about those people c about that demented fragile old man this figurehead they don't care about him they get to hang this around his neck i wanted to ask you brian suits is with this dark secret place is the podcast it's worth paying for um brian what I, you weren't there for this, but what would it feel like for people who put their lives at risk to protect Americans to be pushed onto an airplane when then when you guys knew that your folks knew there were Americans walking to get there? What does that feel like as someone who has pledged to protect Americans that you are flying away knowing they're watching the last C-17 leave? That, that would that would leave a mark for the rest of my life. I, you know, it makes me understand Vietnam veterans a lot more seeing seeing the North Vietnamese Army roll into the U.S. Embassy and 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 people ditching helicopters with their families, you know, to, to leave the country. And but these are Americans, and I mean, I, I got to say, for I never served in Afghanistan, for, but for those of us who, who served in Iraq, um, at, at at least after we left. Uh, after Obama left, he came back and and pulled their feet out of the fire when ISIS was nearly overrunning Baghdad, and so so the, the and 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 Iraq still you know limps along as a functioning democracy. It hasn't been overrun by Iranian fundamentalists or or ISIS. It seems to have weathered that storm and sort of earned its own independence. So so that's great. But in our case, <clears throat> for for the the. My battalion, uh, the Washington Army Guard, our three top interpreters from from the Charlie Company of of uh, one of the one six one infantry, we got them out, to, um, and, and we knew what was ha- what was going to happen. They wanted to get out, and with the amazing assistance of former Congressman and Sheriff Dave Reichert, uh, we called him. We spelled out the deal. Uh, that that their their immigrant the refugee visa immigrants were delayed because they had had contact with with terrorists meaning they they had interrogated terrorists and so he stepped in he got them uh, here in the U S all three of them are are absolutely flourishing their kids are U S citizens they are two of them are pharmacists they have phenomenal lives so you know so we can sleep at night I don't know what it would be like to have people that saved my life asking me save my life now and i couldn't do anything that's that's the bottom line i I don't i don't know where i would ever put that frustration uh there is a colleague of yours um a brother in arms who has made a video uh he had been a lieutenant colonel he's been relieved of duty you may have seen this video um where he is just he, he made a video saying i demand accountability uh, from my higher-ups. And here's what you allowed to happen. Um, if you've not seen that video, I'd love to have your comments on it. I mean, if you have seen it, if not, I encourage you to I, watch it. Yeah, I, yeah, I have I have seen Lieutenant Colonel Scheller. Yeah, I, I kind of wish he had resigned and then done the video <clears throat> um, because he, he knew that was his last act, doing that in uniform and putting on Facebook. Uh, he's the, the words he's, he's he's since sort of gone a bit off the rails on LinkedIn and some other stuff. But what he says in that video is absolutely correct. We're sitting here looking at the the, the top man in uniform, chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Mark Milley, um, obfuscating and in some cases 
flat out lying about about the, uh, the, the a better way to have affected this evacuation. Um, lying to the press, and then I have to assume he lies to the president, or if he does tell the truth to the president, the president makes bad choices, which he has for 50-some years. But, um, no, there's a real lack of accountability. And what really sucks is that today the president is going to uh, is, is, is going to sit there and backslap an attaboy, and, and he's going to say there's no other way we could have done this, and it was the greatest airlift uh, you know, in American history. And that's that's like calling the Bataan Death March the greatest display of cardio fitness in U.S. Army history. <laughs> or, I, I mean, it, that's insane. Yeah. Well, um, I, I would David say this. Harsanyi, the National, National Review, David Arsani uh, yesterday said it, it's like calling the Titanic the greatest display of lifeboat rescue technology or something. It, yeah. It's insane to try to paint this anything but the disaster. It, it is. And it's ongoing. Well, as as um, this frail, forgetful figurehead made clear to the Gold Star families on the runway when he wasn't staring at his watch, uh, he knows what it's like to lose a son, uh, Bo Biden. I'm, I, is that persuasive to you, Bo, who died of cancer, was the same thing as being killed in a combat zone where the Americans knew the suicide bombing was coming, or or is that dissimilar? It's not even the, 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 the losing a son part. I get, and and I pray I never lose a child, and, and the whole thing. But then when he sort of conflates it with, oh, and he came back with aggressive brain cancer, and so many people did. From well, Bo never left left the green zone. Lieutenant Colonel Biden wasn't like at the edge of a burn pit. He was there for six months. It's extraordinarily unlikely that Bo's death, though lamentable and sad, to any family has anything to do with his uniform service, and it's frankly a little uh, off-putting to, to hear Biden throw it in yeah. uh, at the drop of a hat uh, any time he has to discuss something morose. Agreed. How do people get to Dark Secret Place and pay you money to hear you speak? Um, go to thedarksecretplace.com, and you can get on board uh, the team for the big win, and uh, we're having a lot of fun. And it's, it's, it's funny Without even understanding it, I've sort of created a community that can't be canceled, can't be boycotted, nothing. Um, a, a Chinese billionaire with links to Chinese espionage doesn't own it. Um, it's it is a it's a private community, and I I'm on I, I post, we interact. Uh, I put up I put up three or four episodes per day. I I mean awesome. I kind of run it like an ongoing radio show. There it is, Brian Suits, the darksecretplace.com. Thank you, Brian. Todd Herbert's show will continue. You want your religious objection to the COVID? Next. <laughs> 